in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. I'm Adam Cravens. And with us... Special television watcher, Anna Grace. Yes, we should have like a, a name, like you know, the you know, whenever they get special correspondence mm-hmm. or something like that. We should develop a name like that. Let's work on that. Let's get our people like a, a hashtag or something. I don't know. I don't know something, but that's my idea. Something, something, yes. She is our something that watched stuff for us that was up to date, and yet, uh, I only got to see a few minutes of. And it is on, I've already, was it on Netflix or yes. Amazon? It was on Netflix. And it is called I Am Mother? Yes. All I right. Am Mother. Adam, are you aware of any of this? I am aware of mothers. Okay. I know what they are. I, I know how they become mothers. Yeah, what, yeah. What would you like to know not about that? Not that kind of okay. show. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 91% and IMDb gave it 68 and it is a Netflix original. Hold on. Originally released in Russia? What? But it was re- it was released by Netflix in Russia? Mm. Anyway, Hilary Swank is the adult human. And then there is a younger human who is not Hilary Swank. That is daughter. Yes. And much like uh, Sandra Bullock and the blind stuff, what was that called? Bird Box? Yeah. Much like that. That was that was her band, I think. They they were played kind of a funk soul kind of mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock and the blind stuff. Yeah. Um, much like that. They don't have actual names for the children. And there is hardly anyone. There are fewer people in I Am Mother than Bird Box. CGI aside, which Anna Grace will comment on, the actors are Hillary Swank, younger, not Hillary Swank. I think that's it. That's strange. No, that their their but, parents decided to go with that name. <laughs> younger, not Hillary Swank. That's it works. So basically, you got like you need like two child actors, which a CGI which by the way baby. seemed to be. Harder and harder to find. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem, like like a Denzel Washington or an Anthony Hopkins, um, you can get some mileage out of them. Like you right. can get 20, 30, 40 years. But like, let's say you're the most gifted child actor in Hollywood. Let's say you were Shirley Temple. Tops. How many years, like, how many, how many years can you squeeze out of that? Exactly. I mean, exactly. It, that's kind of like, I, I guess, the, the crux of it, because about the time Shirley Temple or Macaulay Culkin or mm-hmm. any of them had kind of aged out of, what do we want to call that, the adorability phase or whatever, yeah. like people just, they they didn't have a use for them anymore. And Shirley Temple, I mean, I, it's hard to describe now just what an effect her film had on America. 
goodness, that's my phone and throat both making noises. But it was profound. And she was a superstar, much like the biggest superstar you'd care to name right now. But again, through no fault of her own. Right. But she did go for it in her early teens. And unlike some child actors, she stayed really attractive. You know how some kids are cute kids and they're just not attractive adults. She's a beautiful teenager. And she didn't devolve into that kind of the, right. you know, that phase like Miley Cyrus had where every time you heard about news, you're just like, what Miley do? Oh my goodness. Or is Paris Hilton not wearing underwear oh, again? Oh dear, is that, what kind of train wreck? I mean, yeah. you, I mean, again, I guess, you know, Twitter and, you know, Facebook and all that didn't exist then, but I've never heard of any instance where they're just like, Shirley Temple. Uh, oh, you wah, know. wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So she ended up um, going into politics. Uh, Shirley Temple Black. She was an Black. ambassador. Was an ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Much like Spock. So it all comes back around I, to Star just, Trek. Just for a, for a point, I don't think she was an ambassador like Spock. <laughs> I think both of them were ambassadors. Her her ambassadorship was largely like, different like than Sarek. Captain Spock's. Okay. <laughs> yes, it was It was similar to Sarek's, not Spock's. <laughs> that's, right. that's what you should take away that's from my conversation. That's what I was going for. Anyway, um, teenage you, child actor, not Hilary Swank. She's clearly being raised by a robot with a very soothing voice who looks like a highfalutin, it's off, a highfalutin version of the robot on the Jetsons. Do do you often have like shrill robots? Like Uh -uh. if you were going to program a robot, like why would you program it with anything but like a dulcet tone? Like you don't want it's just like robot it's time to get up wind you up i think when they were casting for the robot i i really want to hear all of that because it had to have been all the most why wasn't i called in the most dulcet toned just actors call me, just call me i am mother everything's it is, going to be okay it is, it is time for you to awake not exactly would you, like would you like some breakfast not exactly because like mother she's probably the one that talks the most in the movie which is interesting for the actor because she's not, I don't think, a robot. So. But, like, she does sound human. Mm-hmm. Like, she does have She does look words. like the Jetsons. Rosie. Yeah. She looks like Rosie, the Jetsons Do, made. Does she occasionally give any of the ping or no. Mr. J? No. No. Okay. So, Anna Grace, explain how, what does the, the girl know at the beginning of the movie? Okay, so. At the beginning of the movie, they start off with stating the world has ended, there are zero humans alive, and they have 66,000 embryos. And the beginning of the movie, you have Mother, the robot, picking an embryo, and then it grows into a baby, and then you have the child actors. And And it's basically just telling the child actors, well, you'll have brothers and sisters soon, but... Uh, the world is contagious, so you have to stay in this facility. Humans made me uh, to make sure that all humanity was safe. And basically, that's basically what the kid grew up knowing. And kid doesn't have a name. The name's just a daughter and mother. It's always suspect, you know, when someone is saying, it, much like Kimmy Schmidt, when someone likes the Reverend, and it happens to be John Hamm, says, the world is gone now. And you have to live here and dress like that. You know, when you're a teenager, you might believe it. 
Well, no, I mean, if you John don't, Hamm. if you don't know any better, like, right. okay, like let's say that I've I've never been, like I've never seen uh, water before, like a, a like an ocean or a lake or something, and somebody was just like, oh, if you step in that, you'll burst into flames. Like I understand, I know what flames are, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, oh, I better I better not do that. So like the first time I actually do experience it, I mean, has this has the individual like experienced life outside of that, or were they mm-hmm. always an embryo? They were, they were born in that facility. They've never left that facility. Basically, it's brainwashing. Think Jim Jones, just brainwashed into thinking this is the society now. So where I where I come into the film, the kid hears a noise, and it sounds like another human, and so she arranges to let the human in, and the human has been shot. And so apparently the human starts telling her stuff, which would be Hillary Swank, Oscar-winning Hillary Swank, saying... Also, um, next Karate Kid, Hillary Swank. Yes. And she says, um, robots bad. Robots, like, worse than Hitler bad. So, now, was she speaking like Frankenstein when yes. she did this, or you just... Robot you just, bad. <laughs> well, that would, be, that would be Frankenstein's monster, Adam. So... <laughs> It's okay. Frankenstein what, what, was the doctor. What if? What if that's what he named? Like, what if Frankenstein is just a really, really like narcissistic fellow? Do we? He ev- is. Do we ever hear him call him something else? No, he calls him a monster. Right, right, right. Creation. But I'm, creation. But I'm saying, like, what if, like, in a scene, like a, del- I don't know, a deleted scene from the 19, you know, the, the the silent film or the black and white or whatever, and he's just like, I am also going to call you Frankenstein. It's the best name that I know. No, <laughs> he thought it, the experiment was a complete failure. Even though he is completely narcissistic, he let two people be killed by the monster and didn't say anything, including but his own brother. He could have done it in kind of a men in tights way where he was like, maybe if I give him bad news, How did you know but that? I sound positive. Did you read it? I, I did a... give it to you to read. No, I didn't read Frankenstein. Well, you should. And you haven't watched Young Frankenstein yet. Which, which honestly, is like, the better one. It, it is, is neither here nor there, but like, it's one of the rare times I think the parody actually surpasses mm-hmm. the source material. Like, I love the Naked Gun, but like, I would also argue that like the stuff it's parodying is probably slightly more relevant. Young Frankenstein is just a parody upon an homage upon a parody. Like, and it's it's Gene Wilder's best work, and this is the man that played Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, and was in Blazing Saddles. And I'm saying like that is the superior like film that he's in and it's not like this guy just did garbage his whole life just it it, it i, I know this call is him a hat actor as it were he's similar similar to a johnny depp <laughs> he's not just a hat actor <laughs> so anyway uh hillary swank comes in and says hey robots this is bad and so the girl naturally is like uh my experience with robots is this one and she's pretty awesome not exactly Okay, she didn't say awesome. No, 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 no. Did she say totes awesome? No. Totes adorable? Hashtag totesies? (laughs) No. So basically, the human doesn't let the droid, we're calling them droids because that's what they're called, doesn't let the droid near her saying, hey, uh, your mom's buddies out there all look like her. 
So um, I'm not letting that thing near me. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have a shot wound. But well, I mean, uh, I would I would also say that that's okay in uh, Terminator Two. The first time Sarah Connor sees the Terminator that looks identical to the Terminator that's trying to murder her throughout the entirety of the first you film. Seen two yet, but you're going to in she's, preparation to see the new one. She's horrified, horrified of it. Like. If if it, it like let let let's say that this this robot or the droid had attacked her, um, why would she have any other reason not to be like that thing that looks like the thing that stabbed me or shot me or did whatever? I'm not cool with it. Okay, I'm let's let's just let's have a six foot uh, let's have a six foot gap right no, here. No, but here's the thing. So mother gives her penicillin or something, um, because. The woman won't let mother touch her, but then she lets the wound get too bad, still won't let the drug touch her, so guess who gets to remove the bullet? Only one person left, bullet and moving daughter. <laughs> so, um, without giving away spoilers, this is mostly just Hillary Swank, daughter, robot mother. That's that's most of it. Most of it, And yes. you have to figure out, is mother evil or not? Is, I guess you would say, the bottom line. Now, You're I, basically, the daughter is, who do I trust and who do I go with? Question, has, has any of them seen 2001 A Space Odyssey? Let's go with the no. no. Because if they have, I'm sure anytime they have a calm speaking robot, they're just like, I don't trust it. Go with your instincts on that. I, now, they do have the Tonight Show. I, I they do show do the that. Tonight Show on it. Really? Yes, uh, with um, Johnny Carson. Yes. And uh, Op- they had Oprah Winfrey on one of them on like this tablet. So they have that in it. Wait, Oprah Winfrey is Moses? No, but Oprah Winfrey is shown on a tablet. Oh. I, I mean, honestly, if, Oprah were, if you are going to show Moses. a Tonight Show host... That's the that's the one I would go. I would have gone with Rickles, but sure. Well, I mean, if we're (laughs) if we're gonna play favorites, I'd go with Conan O'Brien. I'm just saying, (laughs) when you say Tonight Show to anybody else, like Carson or maybe Leno is probably the pull that they go with. No, for me, it's just Carson because the Tonight Show now I call Fallon. It's well, I mean that that's because he is the host, right? But technically, isn't it the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? Right, but it's not Carson. Anyway, I'm very proud of you for knowing that was Johnny Carson. Hey, because no, they said his name. I, I, I did not know that. Did not know that. Anyway, Weird um, wacky stuff. Wacky stuff. <laughs> Still funny. So um, that's about it. Now, Anna Grace, without telling the ending, said it was most unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. And it was also it's rated TV 14, but as a 14 year old. I can say it's um kind of scarring like it's not human centipede <laughs> which, <laughs> which by which the way not, she has not seen which, which is not <laughs> TV 14 by the way <laughs> That's funny I'm glad your dad didn't let you watch Human Centipede. So, on a scale of... I mean, of three, t- sure, but not not the first one. On yeah. a scale of Toy Story to Human Centipede. Which is your mother and I. Yes, that's uh, how we gauge I don't. I don't remember what grossness. it quantifies. Like. So, how 
How disgusting is this between Toy Story and Human Centipede? Um, stop. It's so funny. I would rate it. I'd rate it a strong supernatural. In the gore, like As for the gore. Yeah, like, like lots of squishy noises. There aren't many spurties. squishy noises. There, there's just like a one scene that's supernatural esque, and then the rest of it I would classify. I'm just I'm kind pic- of an intense Twilight Zone. I'm picturing okay. us in like a a doctor's office or like a very doctor esque. There's a chart over here, and it's like point <laughs> to the face that and like the top like the top of it's just you know Woody like standing there like this. <laughs> hey! The bottom picture is like the the human centipede, and then like you've got like Dean is like you know a six or whatever. <laughs> There's faces on every one of the different levels, and Dean's eating a burger. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should make that. I'm just like I if I saw that poster like hanging up at like a you know a Kmart or something I would totally buy that. Yeah, it, I would know where we were headed with the grossness factor. So, would you recommend it? Um I would recommend it to people who don't get confused easily because oh, I'm Oh, I, I that, know. I know I know some of them folks. You're <laughs> limiting the audience right there. <laughs> okay. So Want to play to the lowest common denominator. Sorry. Basically, I'm. you really do have to pay attention in order to catch stuff. Because if you're not looking at a certain scene, you're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. And it's... I would recommend it, but I wouldn't watch it again, per se. It's... So you don't hate that those two hours were taken from your life? Because it's given you this great conversation, because you don't often have the chance to compare Toy Story to Human Centipede. But other than that, it's like, eh. I, I, it's good. It's um, well. It's a well done film. Yes, it's a well done film. I personally just wouldn't watch it again unless they like made a sequel and explained some stuff. Ah, uh, the lack of explanation. It's, yes, it that, gets to you. It's like um, the end of series of unfortunate events. It bothers me that they don't explain stuff as kind of an interesting side note to this like i would say within the next two years you are looking at a majority of like the imported content on netflix going to like uh disney's announced theirs um who like i think uh nbc universal has also announced that they want to do one you're going to see all of these these movies and everything that like just Take up the vast majority of that stuff that's saying, you know, watch me on Netflix mm-hmm. to the point that they the, the the term like Netflix original, if if they want to remain like the relevant entity that they are, like these are going to become more and more crucial because you won't be able to say, oh, well, yeah, yeah we've got every season of Frasier on there or, mm-hmm. oh, you want to watch Friends? Yeah, well, we have that, too. Well, I did notice and I only saw a few minutes of this movie, but when I heard it starting I thought that this was a theatrical release. And, of course, I'm thinking, well, Adam and I didn't cover that. How did, when did we miss this? And then I saw a few minutes of it, and it looked like a theatrical release. And then I found out it was a Netflix original. Well, I mean, Netflix, as far as, like, the production values, like, uh, what was the name of the, the Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck? Um, oh, yeah, that Breaking thing. into, like, honest to goodness, like, if I didn't know conclusively that Netflix had produced it, for Netflix, I, I probably would have assumed that it was a theatrical release. Like, mm-hmm. 
I'm just saying like they are they're going to have to have like a lot more of those and the kind of the middling it was good but I didn't hate it they're going to have to produce mm-hmm. more and more of this because I mean you're you know like Lionsgate is probably not going to have its own like streaming service you're going to get kind of like the outliers unless they're bought up by like you know a Paramount or something like that but if if they don't have the content like Netflix will not be the behemoth that it currently is because it's going to lose all of its a, a massive part of its its library. I have a vision of Anna Grace telling in the future younger people, much like we speak of Blockbuster, there was this one channel and it was called Netflix. Bold of you to assume I would speak to younger people. <laughs> Or, or better but yet, bold of you to assume I would speak to people. Better yet, she tells like her calm-toned robot to do it. And they'd just be like, "Back in the day, we used to watch this on Netflix. <laughs> it it anyway. it was a streaming service that also sent you DVDs in the mail." So Netflix, you has... didn't have it in your head. And they just they'd be like, "Well, no, four four D holographic projection uh, in, interlaced with uh, my mind pattern. Uh, it didn't exist yet." So Netflix released some figures, which I've already forgotten. But they said in the past couple of weeks, the most watched program on Netflix is the documentary "When They See Us." What's that? It's a documentary. Yes, called, called obviously it's us. a documentary. It's a documentary, and see, now I, I feel... Is it like you? Is no. it a stalkery thing? No, no, it's about a real event where these young men were accused of something that they did not do, and the thing is, I don't recall the particulars. So societal law in general. Sure. Um, but that's what it's about, and that's been getting the most views. I'm I'm kind of curious about this, because... Again, like nobody besides like, you know, the the higher ups or whatever at Netflix really have any idea about their their viewership or anything like at least when when you had like Nielsen ratings and, you know, like they could say that, you know, this show pulled uh, this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, what what if Netflix is just lying to us? I mean, maybe they're yeah. not, but I'm saying we have they're just like, no, this is the thing. This is this is what they're watching. I wouldn't care if they were lying to us if the original Teen Titans was still on. Yeah, whatever. Give that up. No. Now, well, let- DC DC Universe has it now. And Warner Brothers, uh, again, like talking about like everybody creating their own streaming service. Warner Brothers, like with DC Universe, has uh, Teen Titans, what is it, season three, like on it. So they're they're moving all of their, at least their like DC and comic book related stuff over to there. So, like, Netflix didn't get rid of it. Warner Brothers said, I want my toys back. Mm. But are they going to keep Teen Titans Go going on? Or can we just forget that horrific thing exists? There, And I have learned this more and more the older that I've got. Um, eventually, and this is something that you're going to have to come to terms with in your lifetime, lifetime um, they don't always program for you. Movies that you saw in the theater that you were part of the demographic that they were shooting for. Eventually, you will not be the demographic that they're shooting for. And I say that to say Teen Titans Go may have been an abomination in your eyes, but to a six-year-old boy, maybe that's his version of Teen Titans. It shouldn't be. Just, yes. just food for thought. <laughs> just putting it out it there. Uh, 
I noticed on Amazon Prime, and I believe this is all new, or maybe they changed how I see what it has to offer. They have many, many classic TV shows in their entirety, such as The Addams Family and Magnum P.I. and honestly, 20 or 30 others, none of which I can remember at the time. But it's like, oh, they have that and they have that. Huh. I would say Magnum P.I. and Addams Family are reasonably significant. They are. But there is even more. Even more. So uh, that made me curious. It, it reminded me very much, uh, n- it was Nick at Nighty. There was a lot of that stuff in its entirety. And that got me very excited, which is why I get so annoyed when my children only watch YouTubers when there's this kind of crap that I ruined my brain with oh. and I want to share it with them. Oh, dear. the boy. They were watching something about like they were hitting something with mallets and I'm just like, we're doing this. We, we have you know, the entire run of this on Netflix, or we could be watching this on Hulu, and I'm watching this moron. Precisely. On on my 70-inch television in glorious surround sound. Why? Thanks to me. Why? Yes. Like, just, oh, dear. Just put Animaniacs on. It's not that I am opposed to, some would say, wasting time watching TV. I don't. It's not that I'm opposed to learning about culture via studying the many TV programs there are to watch. But yeah, when it comes down to just watching some moron doing something stupid like that and then watching another moron do it just like this, I'm done. I, I need some production value. Like I need I need a certain like quality to my – I'm not saying I've never found something on YouTube that's worth watching, but there there's a lot of drivel. On, yes. on YouTube that I'm just like, I can't do this. Yes, but you see, morons like it when they see other morons doing stuff. It's it's kind of the... That's the, kind of how YouTube works. I, the, the dumb leading the dumb. Yes. Just, I'm I, Again, I, it's not all programmed for me. I understand that. But there's just so much of that, like, I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around why it's entertaining, or why I would want to find another video. You are listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens and Anna Grace. About YouTube. And other things. I mean, a human centipede. Like, uh, what is it? Karate not Kid. Karate Kid, not Karate. It's a Cobra karate Kai. Kid goes to college, what? No. No, that's that's that isn't even a thing yet. But I'm saying like <laughs> YouTube has started producing its own, and like I loved the first season of Cobra Kai. I I haven't got to watch the the new one just yet. But I'm saying like that kind of content like will like that will get my eyes on. Is it. Will Smith still doing his jumping around adventure show? You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> I thought he had a show where he did stuff like when he celebrated his 50th birthday by doing whatever he did he jumped or something is it is it a show called oh hell no like because i'd <laughs> i'd be i i would tune into every episode oh speaking of shows already i don't know the name because why be prepared but as i was telling anna grace she said words that you will find interesting uh gaten gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things. Things. He is dusty, curly haired, dusty. Dustin. Dustin. Dare I say a mop top? Sure. He is hosting a show and maybe producing it on the Netflix. 
and it is a, from what I've read, is similar to Punked. I'm explaining Punked to her, starring Ashton oh, Kutcher, dear. and she punked, said... Punked is so old that like, and it's she a said, concept that... Who's Ashton Kutcher? That's Well, I mean, I commend her for that. I wish I didn't know who Ashton Kutcher was, but... I wish I didn't know who the Paul brothers were, uh, Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I second that. I, I do sadly know who they are. So anyway, uh, apparently, this is the setup. Unsuspecting job seekers have been, they're hired, and they go to their first day at work, and it is hellish. Lee Funny, but the people who are actually looking for jobs saying it's cruel to get their hopes up, who knows? Maybe they were given 50 large for each show. I don't know. I, I guarantee you somebody, they, they're compensated in some way. And they probably gain a certain degree of notoriety for being mm -hmm. on a Netflix show. If it doesn't lead to like a 30-year career, at the very least, if you are featured on that show, it's going to put like somebody's attention toward you. Yes. Now, I'm annoyed that people were dissing it without having seen it yet because see it and then say how awful that's, it is. That's basically the first rule of internet. Oh, is, yeah. Like, I mean, okay, uh, <laughs> Robert Pattinson as the Batman, like – Within 24 hours of him being announced as Batman and the Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman, people were already calling for him, like a, a petition to have him removed. And I'm like, the guy probably hasn't even gotten like a costume fitting. Like, he, he also also hated like Heath Ledger as the Joker. And that turned out just fine. I'm not saying we he's going to get like an Oscar nomination for it. But let's at least get to the point that like we see the movie. If you hate the movie, then that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But let's at least get to that stage first. OK, <laughs> the one uh, the one um production that that would be different for is um the sonic movie that they think they're making <laughs> well uh, we we don't we don't we don't want that any i i'm gonna tell you right now if you would have told me in like let's say 1994 that jim carrey was going to star as robotnik in a sonic the hedgehog movie like i would have been tremendously excited granted i would not have went in the direction they took this weird, I'm, I'm going to call him an abomination, but I mean that in the nicest possible <laughs> no, way. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I, my, my Sonic the Hedgehog, or at least like the one that talks, will always sound like Jaleel White and, and look like the kind of the squattier Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't like the athletic looking one that premiered with uh, the Dreamcast. Adam, I, they gave him human teeth. It, it looks... It looks strange. I'm not. I'm not going to say. It will haunt my nightmares. That's hedgehogist. Hedgehogist. No. Hedgehogist. No. Well, it's CGI tell, animation. Tell you what. If you can show me a hedgehog with teeth, like I will. Like if we can find an actual one, not like you know somebody one that photoshopped in <laughs> teeth on a hedgehog. I'm just saying. Like I'm. I'm not necessarily predisposed to this stuff, but like I do know a good deal about video game culture, and I've I've seen my fair share of the movies. This one, like w when I saw the preview, it was so off-putting. I'm just like, oh, oh dear, like that. Who just it was a very uh, okay. Like um, let's say let's go back to the Dark Knight. We were just talking about the Batman. What if Christopher Nolan had have decided to make that costume hot pink, <laughs> like? 
everything else about the movie doesn't change, but I'm saying, like, the first time you saw that, it doesn't matter how convincing he is just going the, swear to me, or any of that. If if you're seeing him doing in a hot pink outfit, it's such a, a, a very, like, just a red flag of an artistic choice. It's hard to accept anything else in that film. And I, I feel like, especially with the that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, it, it kind of put me in a similar headspace where I was like, that just... I don't want to look. That's not right. I don't want to look at that for two hours. I don't want to say it'll haunt my dreams, but I will say it will haunt my nightmares. All I okay. thought was that looks awful. Okay, so my I don't have too much experience with Sonic, but except where the tater tots and onion rings are concerned. Yes. Now, <laughs> again, and when I say like back in the day, like I was that kid that like. I played Sonic One, Sonic Two, Sonic Three, Sonic, and like if there was a new Sonic game, I was the I was making sure to play it. Like they've kind of hit the they they missed the window. I think the grandest uh, like opportunity for it, like Sonic the Hedgehog Two, I think sold like seven million copies on the Sega Genesis. Like I I can't remember the last Sonic the Hedgehog game that came out that didn't just get trashed. Like as far as they're they're like the mechanics are broken in this. Like it's just terrible. I think they have been. They've been making games and media tie-ins, and I would say, I haven't seen this movie yet, but they, they are just building that on the backs of the the very successful part of the franchise, not unlike the way that they've been making Terminator movies past 1991, and no one cares. Possibly the, what is it, Dark Dark Fate? Mm-hmm. Or Dark, dark I think it's Dark Fate. Darth Nader? What? No, that is definitely not this. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, they've just been making them so long, and people based on, like, the goodwill that the first several engendered are just going, yeah, maybe this one will be good. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh, it, it's, oh, I'm sick. Oh, I, oh, oh, like, it just, maybe maybe at a certain point, like, let that cow go out to pasture. Like maybe maybe it's time. Like maybe let that dog go upstate to that farm where they're gonna live. Like it sometimes sometimes you you need you just need to let it pass. But here's the thing: I was not super into. I didn't really have a bunch of video games when I was super super young. Uh, I had Crash Bandicoot, but what I specifically remember Sonic for, I believe it was an early two thousands like nineties show. It was Sonic. Two other hedgehogs, pink one and not pink one, a green one maybe. I think I think it was called Sonic X. Yes, Sonic yeah. X. Yes, uh, and they had instruments. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was, is what I remember Sonic being. I, I was I was either in late high school or early college when that came out. So like I did not consume that in mass the way that I had the original. Um, at one point, like Sonic was so popular, uh, along with his help, like the the Genesis was outselling the Super Nintendo at one point. And like, as much as people understand N- Nintendo, the Genesis Project, the the Sega Genesis, oh. Sega. It was the there was a very large, much in it's the same way that like console. say you know I know Mc, McDonald's versus Burger King. I was like, making a Star Trek reference, and like th- Ma- Mario was having a legitimate like contender against it. Like I will argue that like Sonic two is as good as any Mario brothers game that's ever been made. Like they're, they're not now like they, they're not producing them on the same level as that. But I mean, he was huge 
25, 26 years ago. I just, I think it's weird that now is when they finally just went, yes, we will make the movie now. Like, it's like wanting to make a, uh, well, Disney kind of did the same thing with Lone Ranger. They're like, people love the Lone Ranger. And I'm like, yeah, back when they used to listen to it as a serial on the radio, like, when was the last time it was popular before that? Like, the demographic of the people that are going to be watching that movie that you're trying to pull in... Don't want Johnny Depp in it. They're they're probably uh, dead, okay? Like, and they don't know who Johnny Depp is. Like, they're eating tapioca pudding right now. Like, what what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, 200, $300 million? Okay, this, this is going to end poorly, guys. Mm-hmm. For me, um, it kind of sounds like the Alice in Wonderland films that Tim Burton directed... That's what most of my generation perceives as Alice in Wonderland. And then I'm over here with the 1940s and 50s, whenever it was released, and I'm like, what is that? Which, well, I've watched them, but still, it's like, what is that? What is Helen Bonham Carter doing in here? Well, she's she's legally required to be in every Tim Burton production. Yes, Yes, I know. She She has to. Like, otherwise, I think she faces jail time or at least community service, at least. Her and Johnny Depp. It's a thing. So, uh, things worth binging coming up? Anything, Anything on the horizon? I, I just know a but. Oh, I know. I know. By next week, I'm going to say it, Adam, even though I know you won't do it. But you might. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in Murder Mystery. I. Oh, yeah. I saw some of that. You saw some of it? I saw the ending. Okay. Well, don't. Don't <laughs> give it away because I probably won't be able to figure it out. From the trailer, it looks like the best of the Sandler Netflix films, but... I know that's not saying a lot. I'm surprised Adam Sandler's still relevant. He's making a lot of money for them. I I don't think relevant is necessarily the word that you're looking for. I I think that he is still uh, profitable. Fair enough. And disclaimer, we will gladly take his call to work for him at any time. Like if he needs a stand-in to do that goofy voice, the the like, yeah, I'll I'll do that. Like I'm not I'm not too proud, but I'm just saying I don't I don't want to watch it. I'll be embarrassed to show my family, but I will gladly drive the car that it will buy. Yes. My, uh, Michael Caine famously hated yes. Jaws: The Revenge, but he loves the house that it bought him. Yes. So there you have it. We'll have more things to binge coming up. I simply know it. But the big one, I Am Mother, is uh, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> it's okay, I guess. It's, again, we're, we're not going to get on any posters, DVD box sets. I dare you to watch it without thinking of the Jetsons. Just I did that. Well, that's because I wasn't there to tell you. Anyway. Thank you so much for joining us on Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. I'm Adam Cravens. And I'm Anna Grace. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.